I'm feeling considerably more chipper this week. So we're going to have a lot of fun <laughs> with, uh, with our Lama talk. We'll just, we'll just continue with where we left off last week. And uh, we'll see where it takes us. So last week, we uh, talked about how the message paraphrase is the best translation, <laughs> I mean paraphrase, for public reading. And I think I got a, a shock from some of, some of you guys on that one. Then we talked about how, in actuality, the original Hebrew manuscript would be the best. That's the ideal. That's what was read in the synagogue in Yeshua's time. That's what continues to be read today, even when some people in the Jewish audience don't understand it. But uh, we are... I would like to grow in our understanding of the Hebrew text. I would like at some point maybe to do weekly or bi-weekly Hebrew lessons, and maybe we can get together and just read a couple of verses from the parish or something. That's something that I have in my heart for our congregation. I, I, I find it uh, spiritually exhilarating, just coming in first-hand contact, contact with the, uh, the holy texts. Uh, also had a Greek New Testament we talked about, uh, the Greek um, version of the New Testament, and how that's the one that our English comes from, which is why we have names like Jesus, which is translated from the Greek uh, Jesus, which is translated from the original Hebrew Yeshua. Uh, we also talked about how there are quotes by early historians who are reliable, and the early church fathers saying that different books, and perhaps even most of the New Testament, was in fact originally written in Hebrew and or Aramaic, which are Semitic languages. Which is why we do have, we do have good grounds for calling our Savior Yeshua. And such things as that. Uh, we looked at the complete Jewish Bible that we've been reading from. I actually think it's funny that the title of this Lama talk is Why Do We Read from David Stern's Complete Jewish Bible? Because I don't know that we have intentions of always and only reading from that Bible. So this Lama talk could be outdated at some point in the future. Uh, something that I love about our congregation is that we're flexible. I value flexibility, and we are going to stay that way. So we're always open to trying new things, uh, getting feedback, and uh, such things as that. <clears throat> we, uh, you know, something I didn't show you last week. I'm going to show you a couple of my babies. What Tirza is to Genevieve, my copies of the scriptures in the original languages and some translations are to me. They're my babies. I'm going to show you a couple of my babies here. This here is... The New Covenant Aramaic Peshitta text, it's the Bible, the New Testament part of the Bible, that the Christians in the eastern half of the world have always read from. Now, it's written in Aramaic, which is a close relative to Hebrew. For instance, in I believe in this translation, Yeshua is actually called Yeshua, interestingly enough. Where um, the Greek says Christos, I think this says uh, Messiah or something very similar to that. I uh, actually found this at the Canadian Bible Society store in Saskatoon uh, several years ago, and it was my study project for about half a year. I enjoyed reading through it. I have about ten pages of notes here that I took of interesting little textual variants with the uh, Greek be- between the Aramaic and the Greek text. There's a rising trend in the academic world believing that the Peshitta, or even earlier Hebrew uh, originals, were in fact the original uh, version of the New Testament. This isn't the kind of thing that is central. It's not a central tenet to our faith, right? It's just an interesting topic of study. Uh, it's called New Testament primacy, technically. And also I have an in- a couple interesting uh, translations 
of the Brit Chadashah, the New Covenant Scriptures, into Hebrew. Uh, this one here was done by Delich, a famous uh, Hebrew scholar. And it's very classy Hebrew, uh, formal Hebrew, high Hebrew. And I've really enjoyed reading through this. Actually, uh, one of the first fruits of Zion scholars is currently translating this into English. And I'm looking forward to that. I think it's going to be a great uh, production when they have that finished. I'm, I'd like to get my hands on one of the first copies. Then here's another one. This is translated by uh, Zalkinson. And it's written in what you call Mishnaic Hebrew. It's more Hebrew from the uh, like late, late Second Temple era and slightly after that. And it's more like flowing Hebrew. It has a little more soul in it. It has interesting expressions. So, I don't know. I guess, I'm not sure if many of you regularly read the New Testament in Hebrew, but if you do, then these are, these are very neat translations and I, I highly recommend them. Just getting acquainted with them. Um, we talked about the complete Jewish Bible and how we have a couple things that we're looking for when we look for translation. One of them has to do with a Jewish expression a very ancient one, that the Torah speaks in the language of men. The Torah speaks in the language of men. What this means is, the Torah and the one who gave us the Torah speaks our language. He talks to us on the level we're at. And that's something I like to look for in a translation, something that I can understand, something that speaks the language that I speak. Which is why we're not reading Hebrew and or Greek in our congregation. (laughs) And interestingly enough, we know who the living Torah is. The word who became flesh. And was it int- wasn't it interesting that he came to the people of Israel and he spoke their language. And similarly, he comes into our lives and he speaks our language. I, uh, I find that really touching that he does that. So uh, that's something I enjoy about the complete Jewish Bible. It's slightly more dynamic. It talks the way people talk. I find it it's really easy to engage with. Uh, we talked about the scriptures translation too. Some pros and cons of the scriptures translation. Another interesting one that I wanted to show you. This is a big one. The Hebraic Roots Version scriptures. Um, this is a fascinating translation. The, uh, the Tanakh side of it is... Uh, the old Jewish Publication Society version, and then they have the names and titles of Elohim in the original Hebrew. So I open it up to Exodus 9, verse 13, for instance, and it says, And Yahweh said unto Moshe, Rise up early in the morning and stand before Pharaoh and say unto him, Thus says Yahweh the Elohim of the Hebrews. So this is a, this is a particularly interesting version because the uh, Brit Chadashah, the New Covenant Scriptures, are an original translation from the Aramaic, from the Peshitta text that we were talking, that we were looking at right here. Can you tell, like, I'm, I'm reveling in this right now? Can you tell, like, I am such a translation nerd? Like, I'm really enjoying this. <laughs> it is important, for sure. But I just, sometimes I like to laugh with myself about the things that really delight me. So anyway, this is this is a fascinating one. The notes in the uh, the translation of the Brit Chadashah from the Aramaic are phenomenal. If you want a good set of like academic notes that are also very fascinating, also uh, in the opening pages of the Hebraic Roots Version Scriptures are like four pages of quotes from early church fathers and historians indicating that there was a very strong opinion in the first several centuries of the Common Era that books and or the whole. Brit Chadashah was in fact originally written in Hebrew or Aramaic. In fact, I wouldn't mind doing some congregational reading from this sometime. 
It has a couple interesting little aberrations in the translation of the Brit Chodeshah. They don't use Elohim, they use Elohah, which is a singular, more poetic form. Um, he calls the cross or the stake the gallows because the original Hebrew meaning is also where Haman was hung, so it has the connotation of someone being hung on something. I don't know, it kind of conjures up the wrong thought in my mind when you talk about Yeshua being uh, executed on the gallows. And then uh, finally, I wanted to just... Uh, cover a couple traditional Jewish translations. This is Tanakh, the Holy Scriptures, by the Jewish Publication Society. This is their more newer version. And then, finally, this is the one I think that originally sparked this discussion, Hannah. You were, you were asking about this. This is a translation put out by Art Scroll. How many of you are familiar with Art Scroll Publishing? They're an Orthodox Jewish publishing company. They publish uh, Hebrew Bibles. They publish... Sidurim, prayer books. My prayer book is published by Arts, Arts Girl. And, uh, I, I love their, I love this translation. They have a very nice choice of wording. The vocabulary is magnificent. Uh, also, the way they phrase things is extremely close to the original phrasing of the Hebrew Bible. It's, it's nice in that regard. It's just like you can feel the Hebrew Bible grammar right underneath the text. Um, there are a couple things that have Hesitancies about sometimes when it comes to a prophecy of the Messiah to come, they'll go with a more traditional Jewish rendering that ignores the plain sense of the text, because the plain sense of the text often more points to Yeshua. And there have been two thousand years of Christian Jewish polemics here that have influenced some of the renderings of these verses. So you have to be careful of that. Um, where it has God's name in here, they have Hashem in the English, which of course is Hebrew for the name. I personally don't like using the term Hashem because it wasn't in use in Yeshua's time. And also because even though it is popular in Orthodox Jewish circles, and for that reason, like, we can use that to communicate, um, it originated in the Samaritan tradition. It was originally the Samaritans who, who avoided pronouncing God's name and instead said Hashem, or the name. An interesting fact that I'm not sure if many people are aware of. So, any comments or questions on <laughs> our Lama talk and Bible show and tell for this week? Shalom, I'm Izzy Avraham, and thank you for joining me for this talk. I delivered these messages live during the years I was leading a congregation. They're now hosted by my Hebrew school, Holy Language Institute, at holylanguage.com. If you're interested in the talks I've done since then, or if you'd just like to say thank you for these teachings, become a member at holylanguage.com.